All right. That'll do it for the news, which uh, that news, well, some of that newscast just make, makes you sort of shake your head. Three minutes after two o'clock now, it's the getaway on WDEV, FM and AM, streaming at WDEVradio.com. Thursday afternoons at this time, we're doing this uh, series of uh, getaway get-togethers, we might call them, where we have uh, local musicians in to listen to some of their music and just uh, learn a little bit about the people behind the music as well. And this afternoon, I'm just delighted to have Barry's country guy, Tim Brick, in the studios. We're going to be chatting with him in just a minute. We'll start off by listening to the opening track from Tim's new album. The album is called Homegrown Remedy. This one's one we've been uh, playing for a while, and it will uh, open up our little segment this afternoon, One Step From Falling. It's Tim Brick on The Getaway.
And that is Tim Brick, Barry Vermont's own Tim Brick, with uh, the opening track on his new album, Homegrown Remedy. And Tim is in the uh, studios, the WDEV studios this afternoon, to spend a little time with us just chatting and listening to some music. And so, Tim, welcome to The Getaway. Thanks hey. for being here, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you coming in. Hey, i got to say, uh, kicking kickin' is, is a word that you uh, have used at least a couple of times in your songs, because in an earlier album, you have a, the opening track is called Kickin' Back. Yep. And uh, in that song there, of course, uh, I forget how the lyric went, but, uh, my, oh, yeah, my body, my mind says no, but uh, my body says I'd like to kick it back with you or something like that. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, Whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my, my body <laughs> wants to kick it with you. That's what I guess is, I was yeah. trying to be yeah. a little modern with a... With the lingo there. Okay. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> anyway, so, I, you know, I don't understand why that record isn't, that tune isn't getting played. Um, you know, I, I sort of gotten into country music later in my life and, yeah. uh, I, and, um, I, I produced a, a classic, a syndicated classic country show for a few years, uh, about a decade ago, something like that. And that was where I learned anything about country music. And <laughs> when I hear that song, I'm wondering, like, why is it not getting played all the way across the country? To me, it's got a uh, hit written all over it. And, uh, oh, thank you. You've been at this business for a long time. It's yeah. um, hard to get noticed, right? It's uh, uh, extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, Do you still get, but you were telling me off mic that you still get contacted every once in a while. Oh, People, yeah. I get, I mean, if if you're an independent artist out there and if you're putting music out, you always get approached by some of these companies that are uh, – they're basically promotion companies. They uh-huh. want you to give them money so they can – you know, and they'll, they'll present all these different packages, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, for the gold package, we'll get you 5,000 5, Facebook likes and we'll get you, you know, on Twitter this amount of times. And it's – I just I, – I don't believe in that anymore. I, I – like I was telling somebody, I was like, I just invested in myself by spending almost eleven thousand dollars on this album. And yeah, yeah. Now you want me to give you more money? Right, right. That's <laughs> not like, the way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to like discover me and well, you that's invest what I the always money. Thought yeah. that when the business kind of looked your way, they they thought of you as an investment, and uh, you know, any money that they put into you, of course, they recoup them. Well, they try, they write, you know, recoup them through different means. Uh, touring and all that nowadays they even dip into your merchandise with the 360 deals and all that but that's how it used to be and i think that's probably one of my issues is that the industry that i i think i'm familiar with (laughs) probably has morphed and changed tremendously the music business is always changing but it's kind of one of those things it's like when the first time i went to nashville um or Austin, excuse me, rather, down in Texas. I was talking to a guy, and he told me, he's like, he's like the Austin that you're thinking of was died in the early 80s. Really? Early 80s. He's, like, he's like, ever since Stevie Ray Vaughan broke down here, he's like, it's it kind of, at least on 6th Street, it, it killed the country angle, and it, it everything is blues, you know, down oh, there and stuff. Oh. So it's, you know, it's an ever-changing world, but, uh yeah, it's the industry, um, I... It's like this. It just takes luck. Mm-hmm. I remember an interview with Richard Petty, and they told him, how did you win 200 races? And he looked at him. He said, well, I didn't go out to win 200 races. He's like, most of the races I won, I was running third or fourth. The leaders happened to drop out, and I happened to be in a position to win. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's pretty much what life is about. All you can do is put yourself in the position to win. After that, it's kind of up to the gods, you know. 
Yeah, so, yeah. Huh. It's very, all who you know. <laughs> very interesting. Uh, I've heard that uh, expression, position to win. You hear baseball uh, pitchers mm. talking about, you know, if I do five innings, I'm giving my team a chance to win sort of thing. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, so tell me about the album anyway. So it came sure. out uh, some months ago, right, in the spring or something like that? Uh, uh, July 4th. July 4th. I figured, uh, you know, an independent artist with an independent release We'll do it on Independence Day, you know. And, oh, I see. Huh? It's not really a great business model because you don't want to release your album on a day where most stores are closed. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, nowadays everything's online anyway, so. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it's an album that... Uh, how long have you been working on How long did it take to... Oh. When did you start working on it? Um, I guess uh, officially I started working on it in May of 2020. During okay. the, right during the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. I figured while I was down, I want when I, I said, well, if I live through the pandemic for one, mm-hmm. and I come out, I'd like to have a new album. I'd like to hit the ground running and ready to go. You know, because I, I just envisioned, you know, the audiences and everybody by the time we'd be let out of the jail, so to speak, we'd be rushing at the gates to get back to normal life. So I wanted to have something for my fans and uh, for the people and. You use the town productively, you know, previous, oh, other, yeah. others like you, other musicians from the area who have come in to visit like this have said the same thing generally. Yep. They've tried to use that time, you know, to work on their work. Uh, the fellow who was in here yesterday, kind of bud, he, uh, he, he spent a lot of time during the pandemic doing Facebook shows. Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah I did so. uh, too. Yeah. I had a light Saturday night live stream uh-huh. from my yeah. basement called uh, live from the man cave. Uh-huh. And I would do an hour, um, the, where, I'd probably do uh, 40, a half an hour of uh, original material, and then I would do a half an hour of, uh, you know, covers of artists that I really loved. And uh, yeah, yeah. I would get, you know, viewers from all over the country, Michigan and mm-hmm. uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I put a little link up there for uh, Venmo or PayPal. And, I mean, yeah. I remember one night I got, I think, over $200 in tips. No kidding. Playing in my house. I was like, wow, wow this That's- is kind of cool that's pretty awesome yeah right so so okay so it took about two years to do the project and did, did you you wrote all the songs right yes yeah and uh who are the other players with you on the album uh, they, oh yeah that's where i got a tremendous amount of help was <clears throat> from the players uh, uh russ lawton on drums and um, eric o'hara on pedal steel um and uh, of course colin mccaffrey you know I, you know, I, I wrote the, you know, probably the heart and the genesis of these songs, but it was, I think it was through his vision of uh, pre-production and belief in pre-production that made these songs what they were. He added a lot of, you know, anytime you hear like a fiddle, um, he did all the bass tracks on it too, and he did some guitar work and some fiddle work and some banjo work. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. he did, he's just, uh, he adds all these, uh, great nuances and spice. Yeah. To the songs and uh, spice so is really, a good word for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm listed as writing them, but you know, I credit Colin as you know having as much to do with bringing these songs to life as as yeah. me. You yeah, know? yeah. I just held the checkbook basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's listen to another song. The uh, sure. the al- the album is uh, reflects some um, some sort of you know I guess all the I guess. Is it true that all albums reflect what's going on inside the heart of the musician? I don't know. This well, is... this one sure does. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, like I was telling you earlier, it's a, the album in its entirety is a snapshot of an artist who's struggle and it still is struggling to this very minute <laughs> to, 
if, with his faith, faith in anything, faith in their social structure, our society, our, the way we value each other, you know, everything. Um, I, the pandemic brought a lot of doubt into yeah. my mind about the world and if it was ever going to get back to, you know, somewhat normal. Yeah. Still, yeah. we're still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. Well, during that newscast, uh, I, oh, I, I looked through the window and I saw you shaking your head. Yeah, that's, that's why I thought you said what I said. Right there. You know? Yeah. It's just, I hate to say it, but, you know, the impression that I get a lot of, I mean, I'll give you a quick example, not to take too much time. That's okay. We played up in Burlington recently, me and my band, and we did a, a music series up there, the Twilight series run by the Burlington City Arts, wonderful people. Two minutes after me, this was in the City Hall Park, two minutes after me arriving, I put my guitar case down on the ground, I look over and there's two homeless people that are literally beating the living hell out of each other. Hmm. Right in front, and everyone's just sitting there watching it. Kids are playing in the fountain, and these two guys are just beating the living crap out of each other. And I'm just sitting there like, what is going on? It just seems like we don't like each other as much as we used yeah. to, you know. Yeah. We don't have patience with each other, yeah. and I, I, I hope that changes. I really do. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, tomorrow at this time, I might say maybe you want to try to be tuned in too if you can listen at work. But we're going to have a, a visitor in the studios who is a plays saxophone for one thing, and he is traveling around the country. He, he, he um, was uh, this week in Montpelier, and and my my, my daughter actually. Uh, heard him playing, uh, there he was in front of the state house and he's going around to all the state capitals in the country, all 50 capitals. And he's, he's doing this music thing, but what he's trying to do is to bring a message to everybody about exactly what we're talking about, about yeah. trying to bring the extreme, but to, to bring us together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to get civil again. You know oh, what I mean? That's, that's exactly it. We, so he and I are going to talk about civility. that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I will tune into that. Actually, that's something that I'm, uh, interested in uh in hearing about his side of it yeah so so tell me about this song we're going to play it's called the stranger i know is that you uh yeah this is uh <laughs> uh everything even even if there's characters on this album that are made up it's it's basically an extension of me um but this this is my favorite song off the whole album because it's it's all about um taking a kind of a step back and outside of yourself and looking at yourself and and just kind of taking an assessment of what you need to work on and uh, wh- what are you really about? What are your priorities? And, uh, you know, I remember there's a part in the song I mentioned my grandmother because I always struggled with my temper. I have a very short fuse sometimes and uh, it gets me in trouble. And she would always tell me, you know, that temper is going to get you in trouble someday. And, you know, so nowadays... When I feel myself getting a little perturbed, I, I, those voices come back in my head, and it helps me. And uh, and it was important for me to kind of put my grandmother in the song because of it's such a close issue to my heart. And uh, when she was alive, she was too. She was kind of like my mother, essentially. Okay. So. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's called The Stranger I Know, and it's from the new album, Homegrown Remedy. This is... Uh, Barry Vermont's own Tim Brick on the getaway on DEV. When I look in the mirror, there are times I don't like what I see. 
There's a weathered face I don't recognize Staring right back at me After all these years All the highs and lows Through laughter and tears He's got a long way your grandmother for sure wow. yeah the stranger i know and it's uh, that song just performed um from the new cd by someone who is uh, hardly a stranger to country music fans in vermont tim brick barry's own in the getaway studios this afternoon to talk about the new album homegrown remedy and also to catch up in general so that is an awesome song tim oh, thank you thank you um uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say that, um, yeah, well, I wanted to ask you, we catch up on other things too, or I, I like to, uh, in these, um, segments that we're trying to do these days to learn a little bit about the person behind the music too, for the benefit of those who don't know it, may not know you. Mm-hmm. So you're a, you're a, a Barry native, is that correct? Or, yeah, I was born in the, uh, 
the Berlin Hospital up there on the hill, uh, Central Vermont Medical Center, I guess okay. it's called now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I was a toddler, I lived. Uh, <clears throat> we lived in Fairley, Vermont, and then we moved to East Corinth. And then by the time I was able to go to school, kindergarten, um, we were living in Barrytown. So I, I went. I went to. Uh, kindergarten through eighth grade at Barrytown, okay. and uh, then uh, went to high school and graduated from uh, Spalding High School in Barry. Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been pretty much centralized around there for my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. for you know, there's a short like six month period where I was down in Texas. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've been in Vermont uh, pretty much ninety nine point nine 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 seven percent of my life. <laughs> Approximately nine nine seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, who, uh, when did you first pick up the guitar? Was there, was music a big thing in your family? Uh, no, actually I'm, well, I have a couple cousins that are guitar players, but as far as my immediate family, no, there's no one musical in it. Um, so what brought, I, how, oh, how I basically you? got into music on a dare <laughs> because <laughs> uh-huh. I remember it vividly. I was, um, in, uh, I just come off my seventh grade year. Or no, I was in seventh grade. We went to my uh, talent show that the school was hosting. And I was sitting in the audience, and my aunt was sitting next to me. And these friends of mine came up, and they did... Uh, at the time, there was a song... What was the hit song? It was uh, uh, Yankee Rose <laughs> from David Lee Roth. <laughs> and that dates me. That's like probably 1988. And so at the time, they allowed lip-syncing. Okay. In, in the thing. So my okay. friends came out and they did this whole thing. And my aunt looked at me and she's like, well, you could do that. Why don't you do that next year? I was like, eh, maybe I will. So, And it just so happened that when I came back to school the next year and I wanted to do that, they outlawed lip syncing. They said, <laughs> you actually have to perform the song. So I I uh, picked out the song and I went to my the music teacher and I had her teach me just the the it was like four chords in the song. So she taught me those chords. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so I just taught myself basically, and uh, I never had any formal training singing either. I basically just fly by the seat of my pants. You got and a good voice. Land on the right key. <laughs> yeah, no, you got a good voice. You can carry a tune. I mean, there Thank are. You. And the crazy thing about the business is, to me anyway, this is one of the crazy things. There are successful artists out there who really are not very good singers. Oh, you know what I mean? God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally true, and I I think that's one of my major kind of. Uh, I guess I don't know what the word befuddlements yeah. with the industry. Yeah, is yeah. because now I mean it used to be in a time I remember when Neil Young came out with this notes for you. Yeah, and it was a big statement because back then uh, Eric Clapton had lent Michelob the rights to use After Midnight on a commercial. Right. Okay. And yeah. that was hugely controversial. Mm-hmm. And because back then it was like, no, you don't lend your music out. That's just selling out to the man. Mm-hmm. Well, over the years it's totally changed. I mean, remember when U2 released one of their albums, they, they, the iPod or iTunes gave out the lead single for free to everybody. Right. Just to remember get them that. to buy the album. They, yeah. they yeah. used the who music and car. Commer- I mean, everything they, they take good tunes now like Fleetwood Mac that are great tunes, and I guess the industry doesn't think they're good enough, so they go back and redo them with somebody that's less talented to sell their drugs to us. I mean, I just, yeah, it, it, yeah. it's hard to find good talent, but it's there. It's there. It's always going to be there. And uh, what happens when the industry starts promoting fluff and stuff that's not high quality? 
um, the real talent goes underground. So and, I was going to ask you that all the all the bad stuff aside about the mm-hmm. music industry and yeah, don't get me started all that, on that. <laughs> yeah, you, but all that aside, you still get a reward from uh, doing music. Oh, I love playing. Still, yeah, so I love. It's so that's only, why that's why you still do it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the few times that I find joy is. It's not leading up to it. It's not. It's during when I'm actually in the song. And if you come see me play, you'll see a lot of times I, I have a habit. I close my eyes a lot, hmm. but that's me just getting centered and really getting in connection with the music and feeling it. And, uh, yeah, that's probably the only time yeah. in my life that I find peace huh. is when I'm wow. singing and in the song. If I, and it's going good. <laughs> if I'm forgetting words and it's going bad, then, <laughs> then well, that it's, is, it's that the is. other side of it, you know, it's more stressful, but. No, it's it's wonderful. I'm blessed to even be able to still play music because I I mean I had a hand injury years ago that almost forced me to uh, quit playing guitar. So it's a blessing every day that I can. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's deep stuff. Very revealing. Thank you, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, a couple more questions and then we'll play the title track. Sure. And, uh, who's your favorite musician? Who do you listen to? Oh, God. Well, when I was a rocker back in my uh, younger days, I loved Jimmy Page. He was my favorite guitar player okay. and yeah. producer and yeah. songwriter. Yeah. Um, I guess now with country, uh, the man who got me into doing country music was Waylon Jennings. He's my all-time favorite. Yeah. Uh, I love his I love his voice. I love his style. Um, he's He's written – he didn't write a lot of songs, but the ones he wrote were very good. And uh, But he – what makes him great was he could take anything and just make it his own. And, uh, I mean, I still find, uh, tracks out there online of him redoing, of doing people's songs that I never even heard before. Like he did a version of Rhiannon from Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Um, he did a Steely Dan song, uh, Do It Again. And I keep finding all these yeah. things, and he, well, that's it, how versatile he was. And uh, it just so happens that he's going to be part of uh, today's encore. Encore, you familiar uh, with that little thing I do? Yeah, play two versions of the same song. Oh, cool! And he's part, he's part two today. He does a version of a Los Lobos song. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm playing Los Lobos because what's the leader's name of that band? Uh, David Hildago or mm-hmm. something like that. It's his birthday today. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I had a chance to see them yeah. when I was down in. Uh, I was living in San Antonio for a short period of time, and they, there's this joint down there called. Uh, JT Floors. Yep. And, uh, they're fun. They're, they're, they're oh, yeah. I saw them at they uh, Higher their Ground. Down there. I, I mean, they're at, they were hugely Ground popular in Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, let's see. You, you got a few dates coming up? Are you going to be out there playing? Uh, yeah. I got a few, um, well, uh, this weekend, actually, if you're up in the St. Albans area, I'll be playing at the 14 Star Brewery on Sunday, actually, doing, uh, like a brunch thing, I guess, like 11 to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Acoustic, and um, I, then I believe take a short. I take a short time off, and then uh, right now the I got a couple gigs in December. Uh, December ninth, I'm at the Whammy Bar in Callis. Oh, cool! Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. then December 29th, I'm at Ladder One Grill in Barry. Sure, old firehouse, awesome place. Yeah, they do yeah. a great job of that place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. great in there too. I was shocked. I just played in there for the first time. Uh, a couple months ago, and I was shocked how good it sounds. Yeah, are these dates on your website? By the way, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the website is tbrickmusic.com. Yeah, correct? yeah. So. Someone bought Tim Brick Music. Oh really? So I had to, <laughs> had to use T-Brick Music. I was like, I was like, that's the age we live in. You can't, yeah. you don't even own your own name anymore. You got to buy it <laughs> off somebody else. 
<laughs> well, Tim, you're a, you're a wonderful musician and a very thoughtful guy also. I really appreciate your taking you. the time to come in here. Oh, thanks for having me. And, uh, come, come back another time, alright? Oh, gonna, I certainly will. And I'm gonna come see you play. If, if, if not sooner, I'll be, I'll make a point of being at the Whammy Bar. Yeah, that's love a wonderful go, spot. Love going there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. All right. Well, so we got the uh, title track from the new one, Homegrown Remedy. And again, the, uh, the email, the uh, website to learn more about Tim and, and, uh, and his work, tbrickmusic.com. Tim, again, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. It's the getaway. This is Tim Brick. That's nothing new Step out my back door Into the morning sun Lose my cares and let that fresh mountain air Fill up my lungs I need a homegrown remedy To cure what's wrong inside I let it run. 